Welcome to Two Brothers in the Sports. I'm your co-host, Arif. And I'm your co-host, Arsh. And this is after two weeks, so there has been a lot of stuff that's happened in the sports world. But this week, a lot of stuff happened that's, I think, very significant. We're going to start off by talking about the Madden ranking. So running back, wide receiver, tight end. At the time of this recording, quarterbacks has not yet come out. We only have word that Patrick Mahomes is in the 99 club. So we will we'll talk about running back, wide receiver, tight end. Um, and we're also going to be talking about DeAndre Hopkins being uh, signed by the Tennessee Titans, what that means for their offense, and a little bit for fantasy purposes. All right, so let's get started with the top 10 running backs. And I think this was a little bit, this list was a little bit of a shocker. So the order right now is Nick Chubb at a 97, then McCaffrey at a 96, Jacobs at a 95, D. Henry at a 94, Saquon at a 93, very, very low. And the most absurd thing I think of all, and this is just a diss to him every single year, he's been low, rated very low. Austin Eckler is an 89 overall. He's a number six running back, which is fine, but he's an 89 overall. That doesn't make any sense. The best receiving back in the NFL, one of the hardest runners in the NFL, and probably the best or tied with Christian McCaffrey for the best multi-purpose back in the NFL is number six on this list. That doesn't make any sense to me. And an explosive offense coming off of one of his best years in the NFL, the guy is like, the guy's an insane running back, insanely, insanely available, barely ever hurt. So I think that that's just egregious. And then Jonathan Taylor at seven. I'm fine with that because of his because in, of his injury last year. But again, we know his potential. And this is another big shock. So number six at, is Eckler. That's a big shock. Number eight is Tony Pollard. How does Tony Pollard have one less overall than, a, than Austin Eckler? Tony Pollard's an 88 overall. Same thing. I get you can't just boost some guy from a really, really low overall to like a 90 overall ranking. But it's Tony Pollard, and he had a crazy year last year, was a top five running back last year. And then to Austin Eckler, I think, or at least top 10. And then he's not he like he's not that close to Austin Eckler, and he shouldn't be. And Austin Eckler shouldn't be this low on this list. So I think you got to move Tony Pollard up, and I think that you just got to move everyone up a little bit. Nick Chubb at 97 to me is a little bit of a shock, too. Um, I think that McCaffrey should definitely be one, but obviously Madden gets things wrong every year. McCaffrey, he's a 96. I think he should be at least a 98, perhaps in the 99. He's just that type of guy, and he's finally healthy again. There's no excuse to keep him under a 97, is my opinion. I like Nick Chubb as a 97. I think that accurately suits him. And yeah, maybe he shouldn't be the number one guy, but he's accurately rated, which I'm happy about. I'll go. I'll work my way down quickly. Josh Jacobs, I'm fine with him being a 95. Finally, get some respect. Derek Henry at a 94. That's all right. I mean, he didn't have a great year last year. Saquon at a 93. I think he should be around a 94 to 95 from what overall rating from what he did last year, the bounce back that he had. And then Eckler at an 89. I'm definitely fine with him being the top, the sixth running back. Yeah, but are you fine with him an 89 overall? Yeah, I don't think that he should be an 89, but I could definitely see him being the sixth best running back, and it's not hard to dispute that. Same thing with Jonathan Taylor. I think he should be more highly rated, especially after the fact that he was, like, the number one running back uh, two years ago, and now he's an 89 overall, and he's just starting his career. So that's got to change. Uh, and then you've got Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard, I'm fine with, Joe Mixon, you start working your way down. I'm fine with that. I think just saying that McCaffrey is pretty underrated, Eckler is meh, a little underrated, and then uh, you have, I guess, Nick Chubb pretty much rated correctly. And then I'll move to, uh, let's go wide receivers. 
from here. So the number one wide receiver is Justin Jefferson. I don't know who's heard, but Justin Jefferson is now the number one wide receiver, and he's in the 99 club, uh, finally deserves the respect um, that he's getting. He's the one of the top uh, players in the NFL right now, and I love that, right? Tyreek Hill's a 98. Uh, that's all right. I don't think he should be a 98. I think he should be a 97. But Devontae's a 97. That's meh. Um, and then you look at Cooper Cup at a 96. I think Cooper Cup should be in the 99 club. I think he should be in the 99 club because of what he did uh, two years ago in the NFL. Totally destroying records, right? In the postseason, regular season, he went over 2,000 yards uh, of. Yeah, but you don't think Jonathan Taylor should be that high then? And he was an AP. I think he was Austin's player of the year. Maybe it was Cooper Cup two years ago. I can't remember. But you don't think Jonathan Taylor should be that high then? No, it wasn't a historic season like Cooper Cup was. Like, Cooper Cup was, like, had one of the best seasons out of any wide receiver ever to play in the NFL. So I think he should be in the 99 club. He was hurt last year and kind of held out the last part of the year. They held out Cooper Cup and some of their better players. But the fact of the matter is that when he was in, he was averaging something, like, something crazy, like 20 points a game, right? The guy deserves to be in 99. He definitely doesn't deserve to be in 96. I think Stefan Diggs deserves to be in 98, and he's only in 96. And then you've got Jamar at a 94. A little bit of an underrating for me. All these guys, the upper echelon, and, and uh, it's okay if you have a ton of guys, like five guys that are 97s or above. I feel like that's okay, but they don't do it. Terry McLaurin's finally getting his love at a 92. AJ Brown's a 91. Amari Cooper's a 91, which is very surprising. Uh, at a 91, he's ranked better than CD Lamb, who's a 90. And then you start working your way down. And then Debo's an 89. Don't love that, but he definitely didn't do uh, as great as he had some other years. But don't love Debo, but I think that's all right. Yeah, okay. I'll make it a little bit quicker for wide receivers. Starting off, you talked about Justin Jefferson being 99. I love that for him. Um, He has been top two at his position for the past two years, I think. And finally, he is supposed to be the number one wide receiver at his position coming into the year. So I love that for him as well. Um, I think number two on this list should actually be Cooper Cup. I don't think he should be a 99, but I do think he should be a 98. And I think it should be tied with Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill at a 98 overall. Because you talked about what, what Cooper Cup did last two years ago. Last year... Cooper Cup was on a similar trajectory as two years ago. He may have only played five or six games, but he was, in terms of fantasy points, he was averaging 0.1 points less per game than he was before. So that should tell you a lot. He was still a machine for Matthew Stafford and the Rams. And I think that him being there, as well as Tyreek Hill, who was one of the leaders in um, receiving yards, I love both of them at 98. I think that's what should have happened. Devontae at a 97 makes sense. Then I think after that, you should have Jamar Chase either at a 97 or a 96. He was definitely, like, undisputedly a top three wide receiver at his position. At that, I mean, a top three wide receiver in the NFL last year. It wasn't close. It was him, Justin Jefferson, and maybe Tyreek Hill. Those were the top three. You can't put Jamar Chase at a 94. He went from an 89 to a 94. That doesn't make any sense. Then... Cooper, Amari Cooper, just responding to what you said, I think the reason why he's always rated so high is because of his route running. Amari Cooper's route running in Madden is rated insanely high because he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. But on that note, I do think that CD Lamb. Yeah, I do. And I think on that note, I do think CD Lamb and Mike Evans should be above him. Mike Evans, I think they're predicting him for this upcoming year. Last year, Mike Evans had a thousand yard season for the ninth season in a row. 
He's not. He played with Brady last season. He didn't play with Baker Mayfield last season, so he should be higher than that. C.D. Lamb should be higher than a ninety. That doesn't make any sense. Then one guy I really think does not make any sense. Two guys actually: Jalen Waddle at an eighty-eight and DK Metcalf at an eighty-eight. Those are like Jalen Waddle is a top ten wide receiver, and DK Metcalf is a wide receiver one for his team and helped his quarterback win Comeback Player of the Year. Really makes no sense. Around like an eighty-nine. Okay, but DK Metcalf at an eighty-eight. He's constantly disrespected. DK Metcalf should be a top 12 in this game. I think, in my opinion, DK Metcalf should at least be a 90 overall. Like, bare minimum, a 90. He was the wide receiver one on his team, took his team to almost winning their division. That is all. Like, that's him. So yeah. I think that he definitely should be higher. But now let's move on to tight ends. Um, And obviously, number one was Travis Kelsey, 99 overall club. Yet again, broke the tight end record for that and... He he really deserves that. Now, second overall, this is a little crazy. Second overall is George Kittle at a 96. George Kittle is a good tight end, but and I think a 96 is fine for him. But at number two, and you have Mark Andrews at a 95. I think Mark Andrews should be a 97, and you should have George Kittle a little bit below that because that's what they are. Also, not to mention, TJ Hawkinson is a 90. He had he was a number three tight end last year. He was ahead of George Kittle. After the trade to the Vikings, he was a beast. He was like getting 12 to 15 targets per game. He was the most reliable weapon for Kirk Cousins. So that really doesn't hey, make any what? sense to me. Arv, Arv. He just... was reliability. Reliability. No. He was. And the, his usage with Kirk Cousins was off the charts. Obviously, Justin Jefferson was more explosive and more valuable to that team. But in terms of steadiness and the amount of usage he got, TJ Hawkinson was second. Then after that, I think this list is fine. I don't have any problems with it. Just the overall should be bumped. Yeah. So I'll start off with Kelsey. He deserves to be in the 99 club. Like, always the number one tight end in the game. So I'm fine with that. Uh, And then Kittle, he's ranked a little bit higher than I would have done. I would have put him at a 93 and Mark Andrews should be above him, but that's all right. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's a 90. Dallas got it as an 89, which is a big change. He's never been ranked close to that high, so that's a big change. And then you have Kyle Pitts at an 87. That's all right. I mean, the guy's never like transformed. He's never transformed into what he thought he would be out of uh, Florida, but that's fine. I mean, 87 is fine for him. And then tens is different. Tight ends are different because there's a lot of there's a lot less like tight ends that will stay on a team. I know there's like a bunch of journeymen, but you look at Darren Waller, that's fine for the Giants. Pat Frymouth, I like that. And then there's some journeymen like Evan Ingram, David Njoku, etc. So I'm fine with the list. I think tight ends is a weirder position than wide receivers or running backs just because there's so much less quality in a way. Like there's a huge drop off. It goes 99, 96, 95, 90. That's it. There's only four guys above 90. So I'm fine with that. I think that may accurately represent them. The only problem that I have, and this might be biased as a Cowboys fan, but uh, the only bias that I have is that I hate Luke Schoonmaker's rating. The guy's at 68 overall, and he got drafted in the second round. That's just, that that really does not make sense. How do yeah, you, but you yourself said that the Cowboys should have taken Darnell Washington, or you would have had Dalton, you would have rather had Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer. I mean, obviously, I would rather have Kincaid or Mayer or uh, even um, what's his Darnell uh, Washington. Washington. But the point is that 
Schoonmaker's still pretty good. He's still pretty athletic. The guy doesn't deserve a 68 overall rating as a second round rookie, right? That's a little over, that's a little crazy. There's other second round guys that aren't rated that low. I think Michael Mayer is a 74, maybe 72, something around there. Yeah, but remember, he was the best tight end in this class. Second best based on the draft, but the point, and in the second round too, but the point is that that's crazy that in the second round you are 68 overall. Like, that does not usually happen. They really think that this was a bad pick. Yeah. All right, now – oh, well, it's funny because you agree with that too. All right, now let's move on to DeAndre Hopkins' deal with the Tennessee Titans. Reportedly, it has not been finalized yet, but reportedly the deal was two years, $26 million. When he was supposed to be with the Patriots, they were the leading candidate. Out of nowhere, it seemed like the Titans just came along and took DeAndre Hopkins. So first off, in the real NFL world, I love this deal for the Titans. In terms of DeAndre Hopkins, not really. I think DeAndre Hopkins wanted a pairing, and he said this when he wanted to pair with Dalvin Cook as well. DeAndre Hopkins wanted to pair with an elite running back. He did that with Derrick Henry. He wanted to do that with Dalvin Cook. He would have been with Ramondre Stevenson. He wanted to be in an offense where he doesn't have to carry the load. So I like that for the Titans all around having Traylon Burks get some experience from one of the best wide receivers in the league, having DeAndre Hopkins get targets from Ryan Tannehill, and and hopefully help Will Levis. This is what I was saying. Will Levis is the biggest sleeper in this draft. I think if Will Levis gets a start and has DeAndre Hopkins, this is going to be a very, very fearful offense for, for defenses. Um, but then you have Derrick Henry, too, and a pretty good offensive line. So I like that all around for them. In terms of DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to get targeted, but he's not going to be in a competitive offense. That's just – the Titans are not going to be good. They're not good enough to make to the playoffs. So I don't like it for him, but for the Titans and their fa- and and their real-life purposes and helping them get better and help Will Levis develop, I like it a lot for him. For me, absolutely not. They're not going to be a good offense. Julio Jones – I mean, sorry, not Julio Jones. He just went to the Titans last year. But DeAndre Hopkins didn't make the right choice. First of all, DeAndre Hopkins is getting a lot worse. And the fact that he went to a team that is going to have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback for almost the entire season, if not the entire season, is going is detrimental to him trying to win a ring, right? He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it on the Titans. And yeah, Derrick Henry's good. He's getting older. Tannehill is getting older. Levis isn't showing any flashes, and he looks really bad right now. So does Malik Willis. Willis. So does Malik Willis. I will wait. I will wait. And so does Malik Willis from what happened last year, right? They obviously don't know what they're doing because they're drafting different quarterbacks. It's a mess right there. And he decides to go there over Kansas City or Buffalo. That's a little bit of a shocker to me. I think if you wanted to win a ring or if you, I mean, if you just wanted success, if you wanted a fun quarterback, if you wanted to get the ball more, then why would you go to? Well, I think, and there was a report that came out about this. The reason, one of the reasons that he, that, that the Titans and the Patriots were main contenders was because of Bills. I think the Bills were the only one that really offered him a deal and they offered him a large pay cut. So I think he decided to go to these two teams because of that. Yeah, but I still think, I mean, I get that, but it's, I don't think it's going to be a good decision that'll pan out. 